Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. We've got a great show planned for you today, and in a few days from now, depending on the uh, upload schedule, it might be an all-in-one. Who knows? We're playing fast and loose like that. Anyhow, uh, we're going to play a game of Night Witches for you today, uh, which I'm excited for. We're going to have a great time, and uh, with uh, us, uh, or with me, which is to say Eroticus, we have... Uh, Eliza Woodpal from the regular crew. Say hello. Hello. And a crew of three, count them, one, two, three very special guests. Please introduce yourselves as you would like to be introduced. Hello. I'm Vacuum from the Girl Games LP. Hey. How you doing? Hi. I'm good. I'm excited for, for role-playing. Um, I have run... Uh, Monster Hearts game, and uh, I attempted to run a 13th age game. Uh, I am, I am uh, an experienced GM and a less experienced player. Hello. Awesome. Uh, I'm Arden. Um, I make games mostly. Uh, I'm making. I mostly make dating sims and visual novels. Uh, working on a game called Date or Die right now. Um, I pretty much never actually get to do tabletop RP stuff anymore, and I love it. So I'm really, really excited. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm Orchicle Omara. Um, people will probably just call me Uh I was in Costume Fairy Adventures 2. Yeah, uh, yes. With Six Feet Under. And Very also, recently, sort of, in fact. Yeah, and uh, I just hang around and, and draw and design a lot, so that, that's what I do. I'm very happy to have you back. Happy to have all three of you, in fact. Uh, but. If you're tuning in as a regular listener, you know the score. Before we play a game, we like to do a bit of a uh, uh, podcast discussion about a topic related to it. Uh, And so today we're going to talk about uh, gaming with difficult issues. Uh, Night Witches, if you're not familiar, is the story of the actual historical 588th uh, regiment of the Red Army, which is an all-woman uh, uh, bomber wing that carried out harassment campaigns against uh, Nazi forces in World War II. Uh, so right there, you've got uh, war and its atrocities, and uh, the game is interested in, or uh, uh, I guess I'd say more uh, uh, properly... Uh, enables or, or supports play that explores uh, issues uh, of gender and sexuality, and I think it's the first game we've played on the show that has a big old sidebar in the intro chapter called Queer Content, and uh, what to talk about with your players before you start playing. So, so Costume Fairy Adventures was still a very <laughs> queer game, just to put that out there. It was, it was, it was. It was an incredibly queer game, and I super appreciated that, because it, like, in our game, whenever we set up, like, a, a gay-poly relationship, it just seemed like a natural thing to do in Costume Fairy Adventures. Yeah, I, I, it was very nice, but uh, this is the first one that, yeah, that actually had a big section about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you bring up a really uh, interesting... I guess, dichotomy, just to start us off. Uh, the difference between having these things that could be heavy and uh, uh, potentially distressing and, and having them be heavy and potentially distressing. 
his costume fairy adventures was very uh, uh, embracing and supportive, and everything was yeah, uh, very positive, very positive and natural. And whereas a historical game about Stalin's Russia, not so inclusive, not not very supportive. Yeah, not uh, not really. Uh, in fact, now uh, one thing I think the game does very well is that while you can play it straight with all of the horror of discrimination and <laughs> who would want to play straight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, as I was saying, it, it gives you the option not to. Like uh, we decided very early on that uh, if we were going to be historically accurate. Uh, homosexuality would be uh, against the law, and anyone accused of lesbianism, which was the name of the charge, uh, would face a minimum of three months uh, corrective stay in a mental institution. That's not how we're playing. We, we, do, we don't want that. That's uh, <laughs> still fancy. And it doesn't change or break the game. Like It, it comes out yeah. right in front. You're not playing Night Which is Wrong by changing this. Uh. And it's like, ultimately, like you, you want something to be comfortable for both, especially like since we're putting on a show. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I care a lot about this being comfortable, not only for us, but for listeners. And having, having a homosexuality be a crime is actually not that. It's the opposite of the thing that I just said. <laughs> And, uh, there's, you could come at it from the side that, well, uh, you, you can tell a positive story about people in these oppressive conditions, or you can just take away the oppressive conditions. They're, they're already flying for their lives, dropping bombs on an army that wants them dead. Uh, and there are a lot of... Planes and... <laughs> yeah. Like that. And the the people apparently on their side are also interested in watching you fail. There's taking out a few of the elements that would make people uncomfortable to play isn't going to change things a great deal. Yeah. Uh, in fact, taking out things that make people uncomfortable to play will help a great deal. Because I think once people have a uh, a sort of base they're working from of this is safe, and these things are off-limits, the, the things that I really, really don't want to see, then they're more willing to go along with uh, watching their uh, loved ones uh, uh, be torn apart by flak fire. Uh, Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Uh, this is going to be a heavy one, folks. I can have so much fun. The way that this is structured, I mean, if you had the normal the quote-unquote normal D&D setup and you were just a bunch of straight dudes playing role-playing games together, it could be an opportunity to learn a lot about that because it's my incorporating into the gameplay. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, none of the people here really need to learn, though. We've, we've experienced it in yeah. real life. <laughs> it's just like, no, I'm good. I've, <laughs> I've kind of dealt with this enough. Like, pass. So, uh, I've been talking way too much. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Let, let, let me ask some questions. Uh, do you think... Uh, you, you mentioned just now, uh, uh, Divac, a potential uh, educational benefit to to playing it straight historical with all of the ugliness that that uh, uh, 
would imply. Uh, are there other benefits you might see if we had made different decisions going forward? Well, I mean, I, I say this because uh, a lot of the ways that I am ever able to talk to, um, like, cis straight men about white men, about, uh, about, like, my own experiences just being, a, you know, a woman in, uh, in my field, in computer science, where there's a lot of existing sexism, is like, hey, try to put yourself in my position, um, or let's, like, walk through this and... I will point out all the times where you will be stopped with the thing that you're trying to do. Um, and uh, so I think that kind of thing can be helpful when you are in the position of privilege and you might not realize that you might. Um, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, uh, for a lot of people playing in private, I mean, and I've seen this with Monster Hearts, uh, if you're playing in private, you can walk through things that have actually happened to you. Or, you know, things that you're afraid of happening in sort of a safe way um, where you know that you're going to win in the end because, you know, the players and the GM are all, we're all friends. Yeah. Uh, with Monster Hearts, uh, I, when I, I ran a Monster Hearts game and one of the things I didn't expect to happen was the bullying being really real. Because mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's a game about monster teenagers at a high school and <laughs> it's, it's the goofiest thing. Um, I love Monster Hearts. It's fantastic. It's great. Um, everyone is playing them, but everyone basically ends up playing themselves when they were 15. And <laughs> so, um, so uh, you know, without, you know, it, it definitely is something that I didn't expect uh, where we had a lot of, of uh, to take a step back at certain points and be like, hey, like, this is... You know, bullying is this is this is over a line, and like it might be, you know, it's it's funny, but also like this is getting a little bit too far. If you think about if this was real, if these were real kids, mm -hmm. then this would be really messed up. And um, so we had to kind of kind of keep that in mind, and that was um, unexpected. But um, but then also once you know once everybody's on the same page, like I was talking to you guys before we set this up. You know, I was like, well, if this, if XYZ type of sexism is going to be in this, um, as long as we talk about it ahead of time, then I'm not going to get upset. But if I have to suddenly roleplay getting yelled at by a superior officer until my character starts crying, then I'm going to be like, oh, hey, that's a thing that happened to me in real life. Yeah. Yeah, like, especially, it does especially help whenever you have um, <clears throat> the ability to mentally prepare yourself for things like that. Um, because, if, especially... Uh, when, when you're playing a game like this and you really get like into character, you know, um, <clears throat> especially sometimes, like, I feel like a lot of characters, at least from my own personal experience, um, a lot of my characters come from some part of me. Like, I, I don't really make characters that are like super, like, unidentifiable to me. Like, they're usually from some part of me. And so, um, having just being like suddenly thrown into a, a situation like that where I didn't have the time to mentally prepare and think about how I would deal with it right, like uh, ahead of time and stuff like that like not being, having the advantage of being on my guard when it happens uh, at least puts you in a better position than when it happens in real life and you know it just is often very spontaneous and, and catches you off guard and that is a lot of what makes those situations like so damaging and hard to deal with and so heavy is when you don't even have like any they, they, they're always so spontaneous, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have the uh, chance to mentally, like, arm yourself against those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. It just is yourself. Like, yeah. 
Um, even if you, like, know that this might happen, like, someone might uh, be a jerk to me about this or whatever. <laughs> um, and you, you know, like, you, you'll think, oh, this is how I could deal with it. When it happens, you don't remember what you planned. Like, yeah. if it comes out of nowhere, like, you have no idea what to do, and you just sort of go to normal survival tactics, which is just shut up and try to get out of there as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's me anyway. But. Uh, I think something that came up and a few people have touched on is the importance of making sure the group is supportive and uh, and the way it helps to know that everyone is there as friends to have fun together. Like at the end of the day, making the... <laughs> Making sure that that's always the clear bottom line, I, th- I think that helps if you're going to be touching on things that in a different context, like a, a context of reality, w- would be more distressing. Yeah, I, I do think about, like, I guess I can't personally um, put myself into a position where I would be able to play through something that's, like, deliberately distressing. Mm-hmm. Like, like if I were to, like playing this game, like I'm playing with people that I'm comfortable with, um, and we've made you know compromises to make it more like make sure it's comfortable for us and stuff like that. I, I, I personally wouldn't be able to see like myself playing this outside of an atmosphere like that because I, I'm not really like I don't want to experience things that are distressing like strictly because they are or whatever. Yeah. Like the the goal of this is to have fun and 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 create something that's entertaining for others to listen right. to as well and comfortable and so it having like a lot of really like distressing elements just just for the sake of them like it just feels it's not something that I would like willingly do you know what I mean yeah right I, I feel like having like good groups is just so important like so the Absolutely. yeah like I don't uh, I haven't gotten to play like tabletop games in a while but like I used to play a lot of D&D with people and I was always like you know just kind of always the odd one out like in groups and stuff like I remember this one time like I was running I was playing in a D&D campaign with people and I wanted to make my character like a changeling and I wanted them to like be kind of like gender fluid because you know they're changeling and they can be whatever the hell they want Uh, I really always like that approach with changeling yeah so I like and it was like I had the hardest time like getting people to understand like (laughs) this just and I didn't think it was like a challenging concept really especially because it's a changeling and like you like you could just turn into anything whatever you want and it was like people were so weirded out by it and it was like not fun uh but then when we were picking like roles for this I noticed that like I picked the one nature where like you can put your sex as female or concealed and I like got really excited about it because I was like oh like this is gonna be a great group of people where I can actually like make my character have like gender stuff and not have to explain it you know like and not or not have to be like well guys like here let's walk through like here's my 101 sheet for you <laughs> let it print it out like, it's, here's it's some definitions <laughs> yeah like, it does really help to have a group that is all on the same page like it, it's it's nice yeah. yeah it's effort you don't have to expend mm-hmm. like yeah so or like uh, just, just remembering that same D&D group there was a like at one point someone else in the group who like I think I feel bad because I think I brought them in and we ended up both leaving uh, but <laughs> they were like oh yeah like my thing like their character was like gay or something when they were introducing everyone and like 
this one dude would not stop getting like paranoid about like you know oh like oh is your character gonna flirt with me I'm like stop like why are you doing like the straight boy thing of like you and must be into me do like, you really think your character is that sexy I know it's like <laughs> please like there are, there are dragons here like we're, just chill like, we're camping out in the woods covered in goblin blood that's not I a know. good look for anyone <laughs> like Oh, God, it was ridiculous. So I'm glad that business guys are not that. <laughs> uh, so we've we've talked a lot about uh, the importance of preparing ahead of time, which is, I think, very, very important. Uh, but you're not going to catch everything. Um, and there are some techniques that are out there to deal with things as they come up in the moment. Uh, one that I think we've mentioned on other episodes... But if not, I'm wrong. Uh, it's called the X card, which, uh, if you wanted to sum it up in a word, it's it's uh, or in a sentence, it's basically uh, a safe word, but for playing games. Uh, the, the idea is that at your table, you have a index card with a big old X and magic marker, and it's in the middle of the table. And if something comes up that someone's not comfortable with. Someone can, uh, they tap it or pick it up and you just move on or change away from whatever it was, no questions asked. And that's the long and short of it. However, if you look it up, you'll find a 29-page document about how to implement it with best practices and how to pitch it to people and how to make it uh, actually used uh, without any sort of, uh, uh, I guess, apprehension of... No, uh, keeping people from being afraid of being the person that derails things or so there, there's support for this very simple system and uh, I think we're going to be rolling with that today just in case that's that's the plan uh, does anyone else have any ideas on uh, I guess that idea or other things to help in the moment of play I just think that's a really cool like thing that someone made. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it just seems like really simple, but I can't believe that I had never like heard of it before. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it actually. So, so I'm gonna go to, like a little bit like off of off of this for a second, like a kind of tangent. But um, I, for some reason, I had never really considered like a hey, can we like stop? I don't really like that. Can we do that part over? Kind of thing. Just just even outside of like this is making me like explicitly uncomfortable because of whatever, and more just like I don't like the direction this is going. Can we redo this? Because like I this even came up like seriously like last week. I was <laughs> playing. Yeah, a, and um, we are redoing it. So yeah, we actually are. pull back like, behind we, the curtain. Like, literally, a thirteenth day session that we recorded um, didn't go super hot, but there were specific decisions that like when they came up, it. it I, I tried to like it, like it explain that I don't really like where this is going, but I couldn't really put it into words because it mm-hmm, caught me. It just mm-hmm. and and so it kind of just kept going that way, and I, I didn't really know how to just be like, no, hey, like, I, can we not do that? Can we do something else? Because it was just like I didn't want to be spoiled for. I didn't want to like ruin the flow. I didn't really stop to think like, hey, if we just say no, do a mulligan, and just edit that part out completely, then that would be okay. And so it's nice. To, I don't know, like, actually have the realization that I can actually do that and that's that's fine and good. So, like, you bringing that up and also, I mean, I, I guess I, I talked to the, the other person involved mm-hmm. and they also said the same thing even before you brought up this card thing, but just kind of, like, having this knowledge now will also just help me in, like, 
our other games. Yeah. Just yeah. because, you know, sometimes when you're in a group and people all have different ideas for where they want things to go, and sometimes, like, not everyone is in a agreement on what those things are and like some have personal reasons why those are like maybe even like upsetting but not in like emotionally distressing ways just like right ways that are really a big bummer to you uh, th- and, and so i think it's really useful in that regard actually i didn't think about it i mean i have not been in such a scenario for a long time but uh one of my friends uh my friend garbad likes to be in a bunch of games and he always tells me <laughs> That, um, Don't I know it as one of the schedulers <laughs> for this show. <laughs> he, um, he will complain to me sometimes when he's in sessions with people um, and like the GM is trying to railroad everyone into a certain way and like won't accept something, you know, like won't accept like, oh, well, I want to I want to solve this in a, like a different way. Yeah, and I, I could see that being good for that sort of situation as well where maybe the person, if the person's open to it, they just don't realize what they're doing. It gives them the chance to step back. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it, I, know, I know that, like, in, in some of my past experiences, it was definitely someone who, if I, like, if I had made it more clear, I actually am just not happy with this direction and would like to stop and do it a different way, they'd be totally cool with it. It was just that we kind of had momentum going in the session and I right. didn't, like, make it super clear and stuff like that. And, yeah. and so having, like, a tool to, so everybody knows what this means. Yeah, or even just, like, like in this case, uh, in a case like this where it's, like, a lot more, like, emotionally heavy, uh, it's it's vital, like, with the, the, having this, this hard type concept, but even just, like, I don't know, just what it represents, the idea of actually having the courage to say, like, hey, stop and, Dude, that went over. Right. I, I appreciate a lot. What, one of yeah, the points. Go, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's it's fine. It's just I, it's like make, it makes me feel so much more comfortable just knowing like that like not only like there's a system in place for that, but like I mean just knowing that it wouldn't be an issue if I was like oh like I don't like this or like I feel uncomfortable with this that I know I wouldn't be like ruining anyone's fun or day or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because like it, there are some like. There are groups that I have been in, like, a long, 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 long time ago. Because I used to play tabletop, like, ages and ages ago, but I didn't get, like, serious uh, experience with it until, um, like, 13th age, like, kicked up and stuff. Oh, I mean, a little bit before that, but that kind of thing. And, uh, I, but I, people I played with, like, a long, long, long time ago, like, if you ever really brought up any, like, concerns with them, it was very much just, like, you're being spoil sport. Like, yeah, just, like, like, just let it go. Oh, you're the fun police. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but actually, like... <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, it's really important if you're going to use something like this that you go wholeheartedly into it and nobody uh, right. sighs frustratedly into their mic when everybody... <laughs> you know, like, like I, under no condition should you, like, make the person who said X card feel bad for saying it. Yeah, like, the yeah point so don't ever, don't ever sigh that, and be like, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, like, it... it like, I don't care if it doesn't bother you. It bothers them, so just let it go. This is like, totally directed at me, isn't it? I know it. I know it. And it it's just like... Yeah, ironic, because I, I don't want to hear you sigh and whisper, Oh, here's this SJW bullshit again. <laughs> I get that enough about people talking about me. I don't need to put more of it into the world. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, it's just... Like... And it might, I don't know, like, for some people who just really don't get it, it might take some practice, but, like, you should be really mindful 
of not being like, oh, come on, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, no, no, if they said it, then there's something. Like, if they were brave enough to say X card, because even that takes some, like, yeah, uh, working yourself up to say. Right. Because you don't want to, like, even if you know that nobody will sigh at you, you still don't want to be the one that says, yeah, drop this. Yeah, it can be really tough. Like, it's, like, it's hard to say that. So if someone is brave enough to say it, then you just, you drop it immediately. Yeah. I think one point we're, we're nudging toward is the importance of uh, making your group that comfortable space. And yeah. <laughs> even if you're not the person who has a problem, making sure that whoever has the problem in this moment is supported and comfortable. Just don't don't be that guy. And, and do... Well, whatever you can to, to make sure that no one else is that guy that just just be cool for once <laughs> in perpetuity a lot of that I think also when you're the GM you get the added responsibility I of course of yeah being the person who steps in the line of fire and if one person is like I'm not comfortable and somebody else says ah, and being like hey you me we're gonna go talk outside yeah yeah right now buddy that is that is part of that 29-page document of best practices. It is in there. It is good stuff. Trust me. Um, although another thing in there is the sister concept, I guess, of the O card, which is uh, a signal saying, yeah, more of this. Or I, I really like this. Let's go down this road. Uh I guess. <laughs> which I think is valuable if someone's airing something that could be tricky uh, uh, like is this a thing we want to mine for drama and then oh yes yes it is okay let's go uh. I feel like since I'm so enthusiastic about everything I would just permanently like lay my hand down like, <laughs> on no card and just like hold it there and <laughs> just not let go of it because I don't know I'm just like always ready to roll with <laughs> things I don't know yeah, like every every single time there's like anything romantic, I'd just be like <laughs> slamming my hand out on it like a buzzer. Just like, yes, please. Just double handed waves the O card. Yeah. Can you, Are you can doing you semaphore make, now? With the- <laughs> can you tell that I make dating sims? Uh, <laughs> uh, pull out the, the white, the, a whiteboard with the shipping chart yeah, on it. Yeah, no, I have my notebook open, like I'm ready to ship. <laughs> Here. Right, there are only four of you, but oh, here come NPCs. This is going to get yes. complicated. <laughs> okay, uh, one question. Let's go round robin. If you actually, okay, go ahead. Actually, um, I guess I can uh, to revisit a, a quick previous thing about um, maintaining, like making sure that your group is the like a, a positive and inclusive group. Is um, I, I have a lot of recently like I, I have a lot of experience with um creating like a, a positive and inclusive space um for for everyone involved and uh it's I guess I don't really I, I feel like I have words that I want to say here but I'm having trouble pushing them up but um it, it's a very difficult thing to to kind of curate mm-hmm. uh on your own and it definitely helps the more uh, people who are, you know, putting in the effort to help protect that space. Um, I, I find that, like, if if it's something that's important to a number of people involved, they will, off, like, 
mm-hmm. in, in their own way, even if it's very difficult for them, you know, due to like anxiety or, or whatever, in their own way, like they'll help fight to um, keep keep it like a more positive and inclusive space. And sometimes it's just if if there's certain people who are just like heavily disruptive of that, and sometimes it's, you know, you gotta realize to just get them out of that space because they just don't seem to fit in that particular group, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess that's all I really had to say yeah. that here. It, it is hard work, but I think we can all agree that it's, it's, a lot of hard it's, work. it's worth it. And if it's not working, then you just gotta get out and find somewhere where they are putting in the work. Yeah. Because uh, I, I try to do my best to be kind of the one leading the, right. the Absolutely. charge of, like, protecting and keeping a space like very safe and, and comfortable for I, I will like say, other queer women like me especially but I will say spaces are super sorry. important to me I, 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 I keep running over you uh, but yeah I was, I was going to say that I've, I've noticed you uh, really foregrounding that in uh, the recent Palisagra stuff which is awesome uh, yeah like every, like a lot of my videos that I make now like it, it's explicitly like a thing that I, I focus on now because I know that in the past like I had been kind of uh, not totally conscious about it um, I, I just like I look at listening to like just older stuff I'm like oh I made some yeah. jo- like one off jokes and like even like I even realized that like some of them were one off jokes that I was being ironic about and actually wasn't expressing the opinion that I said that was doing right. it you know, through irony but like even still I'm like that didn't really fly as well as I thought it did back then you know what I mean like <laughs> It's really better off for me to be more um, proactive about that. Actually, a big reason that I kind of um, started uh, being so proactive about that, like, it was always a thing that's important to me, but um, about a year ago, a little bit more, um, I started playing Final Fantasy XIV with a number of friends, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just a very small group, but um, gradually more and more of my friends started started playing on my recommendation and from friends of friends recommendation and I ended up <clears throat> ended up leading a guild uh, with my other friend um, that's basically just a very queer and, and women inclusive guild it's just it's all friends and friends of friends but it got really really large and has like 200 people in it and I constantly hear a lot of like really <clears throat> positive feelings about it like it's you know it's it's inclusive and, and it's like a safe space more or less and it's really nice and, and good and that's like a thing that I always wanted it to, to be um, <clears throat> and I guess it, it just seeing so many people like actually like genuinely appreciate having a place that they can comfortably like play a game and, and be with other friends right. um, that they can relate to in that regard helps like a whole lot so it's like wow. a thing that I focused on from here on out. Yeah, as the place in that, uh, it's really a unique thing uh, or it was at least when I started to have a space where you can be like hey I don't really appreciate that comment or that tone or whatever and people will actually respond mostly favorably to it like some people will get a little defensive and argumentative but um, for the most part the atmosphere there is widely acknowledged and accepted to be like if someone tells you to stop doing something you stop doing it knucklehead like (laughs) that sounds so great! I just I really I've never like found a guild like that in an MMO, and now I really want to resub to Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's just like, it's so I know we're super off track now, but it's just, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay because like it just I it's something I'm very very proud of because it is mm-hmm. like 
I, I know that it's actually a very unique guild out there because yeah, I've been in a ton of MMO guilds too that were like, you are the you are very much the minority. Someone who's like like socially yeah. conscious is very, very much the minority. And it is largely just like aggressive dudes who wanna get, you know, their loot and be competitive and, and all that stuff. And it's like it really like we are strictly friends. We've never like really recruited more than like I think three people that nobody knew. Like seriously, out of two hundred people, it is just all friends that and, and like strictly I have people vouch for other people. It's, I don't know, it's good. Anyway, I got way off topic, so <laughs> So anyhow. Uh, one question I was going to ask uh, if let's just go around a circle and see if anyone has a recommendation of a game tabletop or otherwise that they think handles uh, content like say discrimination of any sort or other uncomfortable topics uh, particularly well I guess it'll, it'll be a race to be the first person to say monster hearts but <laughs> uh, I'll start off by saying uh, it, monster <laughs> I don't, I don't you can just win the race. I can win the race. No, uh, I'm gonna uh, say, oh gosh, what is the name? I feel awful. Uh, it's the other historical uh, World War II game from uh, the same person. So, with the power of editing, you know exactly what it is. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Please be nice to me, X. Uh, <laughs> Leave it in, X. Uh, Grey Ranks, yeah. Grey Ranks is the story of the Warsaw Uprising in the summer and autumn of 1944. And if you know uh, World War II history in Poland, you can guess what happens to all of your player characters. Uh, it doesn't go well for anyone. Uh, but I, I think uh, the game does a really good job of highlighting, I guess, the truth of it and the teenage uh, uh, heroism, because, of course, you play teenagers in the Warsaw Uprising, to make it even more dramatic and tragic. But I, I, the way the mechanics shake out, it doesn't get into uh, oppressiveness even though you're all doomed to die from the beginning, because the history books say so. It, it's an interesting balancing act that I think we might show off in the show sometime. It's an interesting game. Does anyone else have a good example? <laughs> I'm going to say Monster Hearts, because I ran a Monster Hearts game, <laughs> and it was really great. And everyone... Well, first of all, Monster Hearts has that section in it that says how to handle queer content, and mm -hmm. how to handle... Um, potentially triggering content and all that kind of stuff and it's fun and um, there is uh, sort of an inherent like because uh, Monster Hearts is, is a game about teens and specifically like relationships and dating and sex and so that right away you can kind of gauge how far you want to go into that stuff mm -hmm. um, with ours we were we were just being funny and so we never like went into sex we just said that it happened right um, but uh but it, uh, it handles, I think, uh, a large range of, of from comedy to drama um, really well. And uh, in the game, um, because of how the turn on roles work, um, nobody can be really like no character can be 100% straight. 
because you can always get turned on by other stuff that you weren't anticipating. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that kind of rules. I That's don't know anything about Monster Hearts, but I'm no, interested. Monster Hearts is fantastic. It's yeah, great. <laughs> we, it's the thing we ran into. Um, I think right in the beginning, and you kind of run into where you're like, well, what if my character, you know, is straight? or is exclusively a lesbian, and it's like, well, this is not, we're teens, so this is not, like, everything is kind of more open to, um, so every character is kind of inherently pansexual. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, I, I haven't really been able to, like, play a lot of tabletops and stuff, um, Or, but, you know, any other sort of example. It's cool. Eh, uh, I don't know, I'll stick with it. But I guess, uh, I mean, Pathfinder is the one I'm kind of most familiar with, and they've actually been, like, doing a good job with, like, being inclusive lately. Mm-hmm. Um, one of their newer adventure paths, I think it's uh, Wrath of the Righteous, is called, um, has, like, an NPC who is a trans woman and helps you out a lot, and, like, she's married to, like, an orc lady, and, like, they're just the coolest couple ever. And, like, they help <laughs> you out through most of the adventure path and stuff. And it's just, like, that you know just even just including people like like that they is... listen to like the best bands yeah uh, no they're just like it's like I wish I could play as just them honestly the entire time they're, they're the best uh, <laughs> but yeah like uh, stuff like that's cool and then um, also I, like World of Darkness I think has a lot of um, like good tools to put stuff like that into your games if you want like you can totally play World of Darkness like it's a silly like paranormal romance novel if you want and that's awesome um mm-hmm. but you can also like touch on like as the name implies like darker things too if you want uh so yeah i don't know i've recently decided after playing monster hearts for so long that really if the game doesn't allow me to play it as a paranormal romance i i'm not sure how yeah what's I the am. point <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay well, I think this has been uh, productive and probably one of our most interesting table talk uh, episodes, so I'm really happy with it. Uh, uh, Arden, you mentioned Date or Die. If people want to know more about that and your other work, where can they go? Oh, God. <laughs> you can go to... Um, my Twitter is at uh, Sproutella. There's a link to my flavors.me page on there, which is like the closest thing I have to a real person website, I guess. Um, <laughs> and uh, the game's website is just datordiegame.com um, and you can look at stuff there. Uh, there's a lot of info about it, like some character profiles are up so far. Um, there should be more updates coming soon, so yeah. Cool, cool. Davies Vacuum, you make some stuff for public consumption. Where can the public find it to consume? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Davies Vacuum or on YouTube at um, Davies Vacuum as well. Um, don't look up my LP thread. Just go to the YouTube playlist on my YouTube channel. It is and fantastic. Leave, and leave that thread forever on something <laughs> where it belongs. Uh, Mara, where can people find your art and design and other work? Oh boy. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter at Orange Circle, but the O at the beginning is a zero, which is really fun to explain every time <laughs> I try to say it out loud. Um, and the same orangeable um think like a popsicle what we're talking about and at the uh, com is where you'd find my art blog so awesome 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 uh so i guess what we covered today uh the big points are just be aware of what's going into your game 
and talk about what people are comfortable with and make sure that everyone feels supported even uh, when they're saying, no, this thing in the moment is not cool, let's try it again. That's when they're probably in most need of support and care. So uh, with that, uh, we're going to try to put these points into action when we actually play Night Witches. So uh, click the, the next link in line. Yeah, yeah, no, wait, yeah, that one, that one right there. And we will see you on the other side. Oh my god, are we all gonna die? <laughs> <laughs> you <hold that> <laughs>